0: It is the everything is marketing podcast today we're going to talk about search how do your customers find you and how do you make it more likely that they find you instead of your competitor it's next on the everything is marketing podcast marketers ruin
1: everything Welcome to the everything is marketing podcast
0: What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one What would the hero of your life's
1: movie do right now? Do that Do those things
0: it is the Everything is Marketing Podcast. My name is Eric Hulker and you can find me online at Polymath and Vine or hook up via email. It's eric at MLive.com and we are talking paid search today or you may know it as S-E-M and with us uh, is my dear friend Mike White. He is a digital strategy manager here at MLive and he is normally on the east side but since he's here on the west side, uh, which is the best side. I'm just kidding. Um, you know, he's here on the uh, west side. We figured we'd sit down and talk for a couple minutes because... This is still something even, I mean, it's been around forever, right? And there's still businesses and people, no matter what size, we can go Fortune 500 down to Jim's Pizza Shop, right? That don't know how to navigate this space. And I'll give a really quick example. I was working on a campaign today with a company that wanted to change their name. And I, I went on Facebook and they didn't have anything there. And then I searched the actual name, which was difficult, but I searched the name in its specific specificity. And they're not on the first three pages, right? So first, for, the, for people who are like know what SEM is in the like loosest sense of the word, like talk to us about what does that word mean to you?
1: Well, paid search to me, um, really is, uh, it's a marketing channel. That's really effective at getting in front of people who are specifically turning to search engines, looking for information. Um, you know, I find it very effective at promoting products and services and really helping you get exposure when maybe your organic search efforts just aren't getting you on the first page. It's, it's something that can help, um, kind of patch things over, get you present uh, in the search engine result page while you're working on trying to get your site ranked organically. So for example, if someone was going through a name change, uh, and they're not being found for that specific name, they can bid on that keyword and pay to show up um, while they're working on getting ranked organically for that search.
0: And for people who don't maybe know these statistics, like what percentage of people start their query into Los Interwebs by doing a search? Uh, well, most people end up turning to
1: a uh, search. I'd say a good eighty to ninety percent of the population will turn to a search engine uh, for information, and primarily they're going to Google, Yahoo, Bing, or another one of the smaller search engines that are uh, in the market.
0: Okay, Mike. So you know, we sit down and, and we launch this business together, and we're going to do this thing, and we're doing this thing people have told us to do called SEM or search engine marketing, right? And we're trying to get our stuff bubbling up, and it's it's not working, and we don't know why what are some of the things that we can do to kind of do some self-diagnosis and then obviously get to the point where we need somebody else's assistance right (laughs)
1: Yeah, so um, it depends on if you're, you're managing the campaign yourself or you're working with someone who manages the campaign for you. Um, if you're managing the campaign yourself, you can dig in, look and see what kind of keywords you're bidding on, um, what geography you're bidding in, and, and understand uh, if you're bidding on the right terms in order to show up for what you're interested in showing up for. Uh, alternatively, if you're working with a company, you may need to ask some questions and, and get some additional information with um, the keywords, the geography, the intent of what the user is searching for to understand if, if you're showing up uh, for the right queries, if you need to make some changes in the account uh, to show up for uh, different queries, uh, and ultimately dig in and understand uh, what those users are searching for, because that's at the core of, of a successful search engine marketing campaign, is understanding what users are turning to the search engine as a resource.
0: And it's one of the things, that, and I, I won't push you on a percentage, but I would imagine that a fair majority of people that are doing SEM by themselves, right? Probably don't self audit. They just assume that 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 you and I'm sure you've heard this a million times that SEM doesn't doesn't work, right? Yes. Social media doesn't work. Snapchat isn't a thing. Video is never going to work. And that's usually because they just haven't done the due diligence of figuring out what isn't working, because there are millions of companies that it's clearly working for.
1: Yes, I agree, and I have heard that uh, objection quite a few times that it just doesn't work. And really, I think it comes down to: um, Are you doing it correctly, and uh, are you understanding how it functions? Um, because it is very keyword-based and intent-based. Um, it is something where you need to look at it and keep an eye on it frequently. Um, and, and it's
0: something. And what is not to cut you off? But what what is frequently for people who are going to do this themselves? Like, is that every day, or is that? every week. I mean, typically every
1: you want to look at it. Uh, I tend to look at my accounts at least, you know, once a day or a couple times a week, depending on um, how busy I am mostly. Uh, and that's usually the problem with a lot of people is they get busy and this you know, kind of falls to the wayside. And, and so they don't keep as close of an eye on it. Um, but it's something that is uh, it, when you keep an eye on it, it can help you make improvements and understand exactly what you're uh, doing in the space. So um, you can try different tweaks and changes in order to uh, get more performance out of what you're spending money on. In the search engine marketing space,
0: because I would imagine that queries, as you use it, or questions that people ask on on Google, perhaps like those are going to change over time, right? Depending on what genre you're in, you know, if uh, um, we'll use this weekend, right? Because there's there's a hundred and seventy million dollar elephant in the room, right? Batman vs Superman is out. If you are a movie theater, people are going to type in. Batman vs. Superman. So in your word world, Mike, Batman vs. Superman is going to be super expensive, right?
1: Potentially. It, you know, it all comes down to how competitive the keyword is and how many people are in the auction.
0: But if you're the first one to, to put your hat in the ring, so to speak, to Batman vs. Superman sucks, right? You might... That might be a reason that you want to pay attention to the micro moments or the minute by minute change of what people think this movie is going to be and then what it ends up being.
1: Correct. Yeah. Google says that about 15% of the queries they see every day are unique. They've never seen them before. And so it's important to keep an eye on 15% it's very surprising, but I think, you know, that comes down to misspellings and just kind of the way (laughs) that people accidentally type words. Um, But yeah, about 15%. So yeah, when you're bidding on certain keywords, there may be new keywords coming into the market or new ways that people are searching. Um, that are ultimately not relevant to exactly what you're looking to get in front of, and those are things that can um, spend your money inefficiently.
0: Would you bid on mistakes? Have you ever done that? So, yes,
1: um, there are sometimes when there's very common mistakes like misspellings or the ways uh, that people search for certain companies where you would bid on um, misspellings just to ensure that you're showing up, making sure that you're present for whenever that user is searching. Um, but sometimes Google actually includes those um, within their keywords. Automatically. They call it close variants. Gotcha. Right? It's close enough.
0: So, uh, if I wanted to get started, what would you suggest? You know, depending on the size of my business, I'm starting a, a, a middle. You know small to mid business and I want to do SEM like where do I even start to understand all of the stuff that you've been talking about right because to you and I it makes sense we do it every day or, or are exposed to it every day but to somebody who spends most of their time typing what is into Google and just assuming that the first thing that comes up is what you meant anyway How do I start?
1: Yeah. The first thing I would start by uh, going through your products and services and understand what are you going to try and get in front of uh, when people are turning to search engines. So is it a specific product that you sell? Is it a service that you provide? And then kind of think, put yourself in the consumer's shoes. How would I go about looking for a company that can help me with that service? Or how would I go about finding that product? And do a couple searches yourself and see what results end up showing up. Um, That's what's really going to help you kind of get an understanding for where you want to get started um, because you should focus on the products and services that primarily drive your company the most revenue and then expand from there
0: now mike you're obviously an expert in this field so you probably approach this a little bit differently how do you approach a brand when you they might not search the way a customer would search right because they assume that you're wearing a red sweater so we're going to use this right <laughs> they assume that redsweater.com that i'm going to type in where do i find a red sweater where i might type in man i'm cold how do I, what do I wear? Right. Or how, so how do you approach a new business or a new client and go, okay, you think that they're asking, where do I get a red sweater? But they're not, they're asking this. Yeah, so um, when you're starting and going down
1: that path, that's really where you want to turn to someone who knows what they're doing in the space because there are so many different ways, like I said, that people are searching. Um, And so you want to start with the things initially that uh, make the most sense for that product or service that you're looking for, but then kind of slowly expand into the different things that people might be searching for. Um, Sometimes you can specifically look at uh, the questions that they're typing into the search engine, um, understand the different products or services that you're going at, after uh, and and really i guess do a little bit of research. There are some tools out there that experts will have access to, access to that will help to uh, expand your keyword list and really um, grow uh, the different queries that you can show up for uh, and get a better understanding of the space. It's something that definitely takes a little bit of trial and error, uh, especially when you're getting into things that are more of a question that uh, users are looking for right. as opposed to the exact product that you have to <laughs> right. sell. Um, so that's really where I would definitely turn to someone who's a lot more familiar with the space um, before spending too much money. Money
0: in that. Is there an average on keywords you should bid on?
1: Actually, um, you know, when it comes to the number of keywords, that all depends on, uh, you know, what product or service that you're looking for. Uh, A lot of people have uh, focused on much what they call longer tail keywords, right? So when people are typing in more than just a couple words into the search space, um, because they find that that space is a lot more niche, there's less competitors, um, and also there's a lot more intent with the way that people are searching using those keywords. Bit of a hotter lead, right? Yeah. Right. But as Google mentioned, those 15% of new searches, there's going to be new keywords that you're going to be wanting to add all the time based on on how those users are searching.
0: Okay, and and last question before I get you out of here because it's the question I like to ask people anytime that they get to sit across from me is... What new stuff is happening in this space? Like, you know, do we, do we put all our money in Google? Is, does, is there a play for Bing? Do we even care about Yahoo? Is there another one out there that most people aren't looking at? What's new happening in search?
1: Well, there's, a, there's quite a few things that are happening in the search space that are new right now. I know that there's a big focus on the shopping campaigns, for example. That's uh, especially if you're an e commerce uh, provider. The shopping campaigns are very effective because they, they showcase an image of your product along with the price, um, and it's very easy for the user to understand exactly. Um, you know, what that product is and how much it could cost. So the conversion process is extremely easy. Um, You should definitely consider all search engines because ultimately pay-per-click is, uh, search engine marketing is a pay-per-click model. So you're only paying when someone engages with your ad. And so taking advantage of all of the different opportunities across search engines is important because you're only going to incur cost when a user engages and goes to your website.
0: And then one more thing uh, before we jump out of here. So it's pay-per-click, so we're, we're everywhere, right? Um, but one of the things that Google changed, I want to say it was now a year ago at this point. It might, it might be off on my date, but notifying the consumer, which is now 80 85% mobile, right? Notifying them from the jump off that your website is not mobile-friendly. So would you suggest starting your search engine marketing before that's a factor or make everything mobile or responsive, whichever one you're going to pick? I would pick responsive. But uh, if you're not going to pick responsive, make it at least mobile. Which Would you do that in that order, or what order would you th- do that in?
1: Well, I mean, if you if you could pick the optimal scenario, I would definitely make sure that your website is mobile-optimized first. Um, the the biggest thing nowadays is people aren't very patient, and they don't deal well with, uh, with websites that are not fit to their device. So a lot of people, you may be spending money to drive a lot of people to your website who are going to leave based on that experience alone. And so I would probably get your website focused on being responsive first before spending money money in the space. However, there is still some opportunity to um, you know, get some information, uh, start with a smaller investment level while you're working on your website so that you can get some historical data and really start to refine your paid search campaign while that website is in the process of being updated. So that way, once it is updated, you can really hit the ground running uh, and, and maximize your spend in the space.
0: Do you see a time, and I know this isn't necessarily in our wheelhouse today, but I like having interesting conversations, right? Do you see a time when the website doesn't look like what we think of traditional websites. I'm meaning like most people go to your website, mikewhite.com, which isn't your website, but let's say it was, right? Like they go to your website for a single piece of information, then they're gone to whatever they were just doing on Facebook, right? So do you see or anticipate a time where that's going to be more what this is mirrored after that paid search and your website in this kind of cloud idea will just be pieces of information that sort of create a single space or will it always be your home quote unquote on the internet with pieces of information in it?
1: You know, I think that there will always be uh, a little bit of both. I definitely see a lot more uh, where the search engines are trying to provide that answer within the search engine results page. Um, And so that is kind of cutting out the need for a robust website. But at the same time, there's always going to be those consumers who are going to be looking for more information. So I don't think that the website itself is going to phase out. I think that it's still going to be something that's going to be a great resource for getting in front of and providing the information to your consumers. Um, But the changes in Even how people are searching, I know uh, Bing has put a, a heavy investment into voice search and, and using uh, Cortana to, sure. to you know, provide the result for you. And, and that's not even going to re- uh, end up putting you on a search engine results page. It's just going to give you the answer. And so I do think that uh, as as the industry progresses, we will see a lot more of that uh, coming into play with certain aspects in, of certain industries. But I do think that in the products and services, there will always be a need for uh, at least a website to be able to help educate and provide the resources to those consumers who are looking for it
0: awesome mike white has been joining us at dsm here at mlive mike if people want to reach out to you what's the best way to do that
1: yep they can send me an email at mwhite11 at mlive.com
0: all right man have a great week
1: great thanks